6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. The coolest darn mission. On the weekend, a NASA spacecraft named Lucy rocketed into the sky on a 12-year quest to explore eight asteroids. Lucy is named after the 3.2 million-year-old skeletal remains of a human ancestor found in Ethiopia nearly a half century ago. That discovery got its name from the 1967 Beatles song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And in a pre-recorded video for NASA, Beatles drummer Ringo Starr paid tribute to his late colleague, John Lennon, who wrote the tune. I'm so excited. Lucy is going back in the sky with diamonds. Johnny will love that. Anyway, if you meet anyone up there, Lucy, give them peace and love from me. Give them peace and love from me. Now, the spacecraft also carried a disc made of lab-grown diamonds for one of its science instruments. Now, Lucy's $981 million mission is the first to aim for Jupiter's so-called Trojan entourage. There are thousands, if not millions, of asteroids that share the planet's expansive orbit around the sun. So you may be asking, why? Why are they doing this? Let's find out with Dr. David Alexander, who is the director of the Rice Space Institute at Rice University in Houston, Texas. Dr. Alexander, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks for having me back. It was a, a pleasure getting invited again. Well, yeah, let's talk about uh, exploring asteroids. Why is that of interest? Well, you know, we we need to, if we're trying to understand the origins of our own solar system and, uh, you know, us in, in particular, we need to be able to, to see the pristine state of that solar system. And when you live on a planet, um, the planets uh, continually process the material, you know, you, we have plate tectonics, for example, um, on the Earth. Um, Jupiter's doing a lot of stuff and, and changing its environment. So so we really want to see the, the what the solar system, get a snapshot of the solar system when it was first formed. And the best way to do that is to look at asteroids that are small enough that they don't basically have enough um, essentially tectonic activity, if you like, to process uh, the material. And so you're really capturing it in its very earliest stage. And so um, the Trojans just happen to have been uh, captured around Jupiter for, for most of the history of the solar system. So the idea is to go back, find out um, what it was like then, and then feed that into our understanding of the solar system as a whole. So it's a very important uh, aspect of of understanding the formation of planetary systems and, and where we came from ourselves. Dr. David Alexander joining me this afternoon, as I mentioned off the top in my intro, they, they've called it the, uh, quote, coolest darn mission. Uh, you, you've touched on a few of those things that make it pretty cool. Are, are there other things that you're like, wow, yeah, this is this is really interesting and unique? 
Well, you know, every every um, every scientist like to call their mission the most the coolest darn mission there is. But um, but I think the key thing here is it's not just that it's going to one asteroid and getting a picture of one type of object. It's actually visiting um, seven or eight if you if you count the little moon. But um, so so basically getting a, a picture of different types of asteroid um, and being able to build up that kind of uh, overall. Uh, Picture of where these might have come from because of different different compositions, um, you know, different colours even and different materials on them. And so some of them may be icy objects that are related to to things like Pluto and the Kuiper Belt, and then others are maybe have organic material on them. So being able to visit. Um, a number of different objects with the same instrumentation um, is really cool. Actually, it gets you it gets you a, a suite of information, and so so that's that's the big uh, unique aspect of this mission, I would say. So, how close will Lucy get to, to the asteroids, and and how does it how will it collect da- data? Is it just taking pictures of the asteroids? Well, um, it's taking fancy pictures, but yeah, they're typically <laughs> in about a thousand uh, kilometers. So it's still quite far away from these relatively small objects, but it does have a an advantage. I mean, they've, they've, they've had some instrument design from the New Horizons mission that went out to, to Pluto. Um, and so some of those, they have uh, high-resolution cameras, they have panchromatic cameras. Um, they'll be looking in the visible, which is your standard imaging, um, but also looking in the infrared, which tells us something about the thermal properties and the reflective properties. And also there'll be a spectrometer. And so the spectrometer will allow us to look at specific emission signals from different material silicates and so on and give us a sense of the composition. So um, overall, it's a, it's a nice suite of instruments to get to the, the fundamental science. So from from what I've read, Dr. Alexander, there's like millions of asteroids around, around Jupiter. Is there a chance that Lucy could get hit by one or come dangerously close to one? Well, there's always there's always a chance, but it's but it's a very very slim chance. I mean, I think we're we're all kind of biased towards the uh, the science fiction movies where you have to shoot <laughs> your way through an asteroid belt to avoid collision, and that's that's the drama. But space is really big, <laughs> really is the, is the answer. And so these asteroids, um, uh, even in a densely, in astronomical terms, a densely packed region, are very very far apart. Okay. You know, thousands of kilometers. If you were in the asteroid belt standing on an asteroid, you would not be able to see the nearest, your nearest neighbor. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's the, the chat that, I mean, there might be micrometeorites and, and some things floating around that might, might cause a, potentially cause a problem. But, but in terms of being, I mean, make, the other thing too is, of course, there's, there's a small, small chance that it, that its navigation systems could be off and it could run into one by itself. But, but that 1,000 kilometers uh, distance is is a good margin. So, I don't expect it to hit anything really. You talk about the navigation system. Is it being navigated, controlled from from Earth? Well, it's actually being controlled by its own computer system. But those, uh, what's interesting is, you know, you plan. This is a 12-year mission, as you mentioned, yeah. and so. When you plan in advance, there's a lot of different things that can go wrong. Your launch date might be off by a little bit than, than your original plan. And so what's happening is it has a built-in trajectory and, and it's basically gravity doing the work for you. Um, but they will be monitoring, the, the, the science team will be monitoring it and 
Um, they will be constantly upgrade, uh, updating that uh, trajectory program and sending those updates to, to the satellite itself so that it knows where it's going to be. Um, mostly they're not going to be able to control yeah, if there's a major problem, that's it. But what they can do, what they're worried about is if you're off by a little bit and you turn your instruments on too too early or too late, you're going to miss the data. <laughs> and so they want to make sure that the, the turning on of the instruments happens at the right time, at the right distance from the object. This thing's moving at something like... Uh, 52,000 kilometers an hour. Wow. So you don't have a lot of time to get that data. And so you want to switch the instruments on at precisely the right time. And so that's where that update comes in. Um, and so they'll be updating everything um, at least a couple of months before um, before it, it reaches its object. And you can do last-minute updates for the last a few days before. So we mentioned that a couple of times that it's a decade-long endeavor. How does it keep going like what the, the what's propelling it is it just using gravitational pull stuff stuff yep, that's it. <laughs> it, it really yeah i mean it does a couple of swing buys the earth actually i think three in total two initially and that changes its orbit if you do it right and um and then it goes out into that and gets a tug from jupiter and then it'll get a slight tug from from the different wow. asteroids itself course and of course the instruments have to be powered and so that's done using essentially very large solar panels um if you've seen the pictures of the satellite it looks like um like a kind of marmoset or something like two large eyes those yeah. are the, the uh, two sets of solar panels so uh, because jupiter and the trojans are quite far away from the sun and so you you need large panels to make the most of the, the weaker sunlight that's coming in before I let you go, uh, it is uh, it is a really exciting time uh, to be working in the in the space industry, Doctor Alexander. Like you must be uh, so busy and just trying to keep up with everything that is going on. It's really amazing. Yeah, I mean, I love my job. You know, I, I um, there's just lots of things happening with commercial space flight and human space flight and space tourism. Not to mention all the science that's going on, Parker Solar Probe, which is uh, you know going and getting closer and closer to the sun every day. That's a kind of uh, exciting mission too. So yeah, it's a fantastic time to be keeping your eyes on the sky, so to speak. Uh, well, we uh, we certainly appreciate you making time for us uh, here in Edmonton, Alberta, uh, when you get a chance. Uh, thanks for joining us this afternoon. We'll leave it there. Thank you, Dr. Alexander. And thank you again for, for having me, Jalen. Yep. Take Quite care. Dr. David Alexander is the director of the Rice Space Institute at Rice University in Houston, Texas. So yeah, NASA calling this a cool, the coolest darn mission as uh, Lucy. It's an asteroid hunter as it launched into the sky uh, over the weekend. 12 years heading out to the asteroids around Jupiter. Fascinating stuff. Amazing what is happening in, in the space industry right now.